When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome in to Purple Daily. Before we dive into an interesting article from The Athletic, our friend Chad Graff on the future of Mike Zimmer. Let's thank Federated Insurance here. Federated has uh, been helping business owners in the state of Minnesota for over 100 years based in Owatonna. And this is probably the year of all years to have someone standing behind you with expertise and and someone offering guidance during this pandemic period. This has been a tumultuous year, and Federated is here to help business owners. So go to federatedinsurance.com to find out more information about all the trusted resources that they bring to the table. And remember, at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Declan Goff, producing Purple Daily today. And boys, an interesting article from our friend Chad Graff at The Athletic. He covers the Minnesota Vikings. And it's all about Mike Zimmer's current contract status. I want to read a couple little excerpts here, and then, Judd, you can stop me as we go through this. But we are, you know, the NFL is still trying to figure out plans for training camp and safety protocol. There's all kinds of things that need to happen in this country and within the league before we even get to a 2020 season. But the one thing that is the constant, Mike Zimmer is a lame duck coach going into 2020. Mike Zimmer does not have a contract that runs into 2021. And this is from The Athletic. As training camp looms just weeks away, Mike Zimmer remains without a contract extension, and there's growing tension between Mm. the two sides. As with all negotiations, things can change quickly, but Zimmer has been irked by the fact that it's now July and he remains without a new contract. According to multiple sources who requested anonymity to speak freely about a sensitive topic, He's begun preparing for what seems to be a growing possibility that he may coach this season in the final year of his contract. There's more, and I'll read it, but... It's very juicy. Tension Very juicy, Phil Mackey. What do you make of that? So, I make a couple things of what Chad Graff wrote. One is, is I'm curious if um, GM Rick Spielman still does not have a contract. As far as we know, both of these guys are synced up right now and are going into what amount to 2020 lame duck seasons, all right? Here's what I'm here's what I now wonder about. And this was pre-pandemic, this was a big talker. And then the pandemic hit and of course the world went sideways and you know Zim's contract didn't be, become a uh, focal point. But as we get start to supposedly um begin training camp, I don't understand what the Wolves 
exactly want for Mike to keep his job. Now, now I told you a couple weeks back that I've been told that Zimmer was not in, not completely uncomfortable with going into the final year of his contract because he's sort of a crusty, defiant guy. And there is a case to be made that if he does have success in 2020, he then becomes a coaching free agent and can shop his uh, his potential services elsewhere and get a different job if he so chooses to leave the, the Vikings. But what Graf has about Mike being uncomfortable and starting to become a little bit upset about this, it does make some sense because I guess what I would be curious about is, is if he's not going to get a contract extension, has Mike Zimmer been told what the Wilfs want? Like like a division title and a playoff berth, but a loss in, in the first round. Does right. that does that uh, secure you a multi year extension? Uh, does a first round playoff loss cause you to get bounced? That's my question about what they want. So put a pin in that for a second because I think I know what they want, and I think it's the same thing that I want, having watched this Vikings team for three and a half decades. But uh, on on the contract in this athletic article, what remains unclear, Chad Graff writes, is Rick Spielman's status in all of this. In a 2019 interview in Arizona with The Athletic and ESPN, Mark Wilf said Zimmer and Spielman had their contracts synced up to both end after the 2020 season. Sources The Athletic spoke with this week did not know whether Spielman has agreed to a new contract yet or whether he may also prepare to enter the final year of his contract. So the Vikings declined to comment on the situation, noting they didn't typically discuss ongoing negotiations. So imagine real quick here. Is it possible Rick Spielman has like secretly signed an extension? Hey, just don't tell Mike. Don't tell Mike. I guess we don't know. If both enter the final year of their contracts, Chad writes, it would be a strong message from the ownership to the two leaders of their team that the recent success is not enough. It could potentially have ramifications that lead to either or both not returning in 2021. Let me give you my quick thoughts on this. I think the Wolves are thinking the same thing, and if they are, Good on them. Mm -hmm. The Vikings under Mike Zimmer are one of the most stable teams in the NFL, and that's good. We like stability. We don't want a 3-13 and team running around here. We don't want 20 years of Cleveland Browns garbage running around U.S. Bank Stadium. The Vikings are interesting to at least contenders. They're they're usually either competitive or contenders every single year. In a 10-year chunk, they might only have like two bad seasons, and then they've got another season in which they are knocking on the door of a Super Bowl. The Vikings in general right. run very little risk of finishing four and twelve. And Mike Zimmer has been a huge part of that in the in the seven years he's been here. But the history of the Vikings is full of stable. It's fifty plus years of stable. And it lacks championships. So I am personally, much like I think the Wilfs, no longer interested in stable. I am interested in championships, and I will risk stable for championships. So what do you need? If I think there's another Kyle Shanahan type or Sean McVay type out there, younger, offensive-minded, that I think can take me to the next level. Think about some of the bold moves teams have made, right? The Chiefs made a bold move going from stable Alex Smith to over-the-top great Pat Mahomes. Sure. Now, of course, they could have been wrong about Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes could have been Mitch Trubisky or something. (laughs) And they would the people would cru- crucify them, right? Well, you had a you had stable Alex Smith, and you let him go for a garbage quarterback if Pat Mahomes didn't pan out, right? Mm-hmm. I think that same concept applies to both quarterbacks and coaches. So, while while Mike Zimmer and and Kirk Cousins are both fringe to like solidly in the bottom of top ten range, like they're both like you could argue that they're both like 
8 through 12, if you were to rank coaches and quarterbacks, that is stable. You're going to be good. You're going to be 9-7. and seven. You're going to be 11-5 and five sometimes. And you're probably going to knock on the door of an NFC championship once in a while. Right. But if the Wilfs feel like this stable thing has, like, you've maxed out with Mike Zimmer and you're and you're willing to to sacrifice stable for a shot at a championship with a better coach right. or a more innovative coach i'm okay with that and so to me to answer your question what does mike zimmer need to do in 2020 win a damn win a damn super bowl like but is that it? go go to the nfc championship game again and like put yourself in that mix to win a super bowl but is that it now because the chiefs comparison though is the people that decided the stability of Alex Smith was not going to be enough was their football ops people. The Wilfs are not that. Yep. They own the team. They are football fans. They are no different than you, me, or Declan. Uh, so my, my question, here's the issue that the Wilfs have now, too. You're really going to make this a make-or-break season for, for potentially your GM, and it certainly looks like for your head coach, in a pandemic. We don't know when the season's going to start. We don't know if training camp's going to be running full. We don't know if the season's going to end. Yeah. So you are basically now sending your people in into what is going to be one of the most uncertain seasons in the history of this entire league because of the we don't knows. And you're going to have a marching order of what exactly? I just think it's an interesting. What would it be for you? What would your marching order be? You hey, know, Mike, we're, we can't offer you a contract right now, but we will if blank. You know, if this was a normal year, I would say probably, and this would be a ton of pressure, I would say probably a run to the conference title game, but I don't know it's fair now. I don't know that it's doable now. I don't know that we know, you know, there's a chance that Zim's going to have to sit out some games. We just don't know. Uh, but the most the most important an- uh, answer to this entire question of, about Zimmer status and about the Vikings is this. What is Spielman's? Because if they are threatening to say, if you guys in tandem do not make a run, for instance, to the conference title game, you're probably both gone. That means that you're going to have to go out or that you are going to go out and hire a new GM to hire the new coach Mm -hmm. to basically restructure things massively. And here's the other thing about this, that if they had consulted with me, I, I would tell them, I don't know what you're doing exactly here. And I know it was largely for cap purposes, you just gave Kirk Cousins a contract extension. Yeah. And and he is linked to Spielman and Zimmer. So if you were going to do that, like if you were going to sign off and say, we believe in Kirk, but now you're going to come back and say, but people who we told we believe in Kirk, we don't believe in you as much. I would say that the Vikings right now, unless we get some clarification on what the hell they're doing, are guilty of some uh, mixed messaging as far as what the what the um, going forward plan is, is here because the cousins thing to me does not necessarily track with what they're doing with the coach and GM and so then would it make sense so if because you've already committed to cousins and, and it's it's three years left on his contract but really it's like two years of guarantees and then there's kind of an out uh, going into 2022 so. Let's say you're tied to Kirk Cousins for the next two years. Okay, wouldn't it then make sense because Cousins is not the type of dude that you want to bring a new coach in and like have him learn a new system? I I, I think he works well when he's comfortable, and if he's yeah. if he's comfortable with the current system, Coops. and and he's a top ten quarterback, you got Kubiak in the mix. It probably makes sense unless you train wreck here 
this season. Hell, let's let's not even get into this. It probably makes sense to just say, listen, Kirk Cousins is here for two more years. Therefore, Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman are also here for two more years. And the three of you guys have two more years to take this franchise to a place that it hasn't been, which is the Super Bowl since the 1970s. And if that doesn't happen, all bets are off. We might reset the whole so thing. So you said two, two more years. I think. Like, so wh- your, why your wouldn't you extend them now sense. by a yeah. year? But they, they probably should. Like this? they probably should. I mean, like I understand that that they are trying to they they are essentially the wills trying to hold Mike Here's Zimmer a accountable theory. to a Super Bowl <laughs> goal. I got but, a theory for you here. Okay, and I think it might be misguided and it might be downright stupid, but I think the Wilfs have gotten out over their skis before. I wonder. If they are thinking to themselves, if things go sideways or they don't go as, as well as we would like in 2020, if we can convince Gary Kubiak to become head coach of this team, because I guarantee you this, I guarantee you that deep down in their Wilf hearts, they are smitten with the fact that Kubiak has won a Super Bowl. And right. now, now health-wise, I would say that's a mistake. I would say the Kubiak would probably say no. But I wonder if that's what they've got in their back pocket. And, and to take that a step beyond, I wonder if that means that Spielman is actually safe and that the the marching orders, the edict going forward is, if we don't think Mike can do this in 2021, let's try to convince Gary to do it and shift to an offensive-minded head coach that can be Cousins' guy. Because he's definitely Kirk got, Kirk's also, guy. Also, though, Gary Kubiak won a Super Bowl. I get the Peyton Manning's arm was hanging by a thread, but like, Peyton Manning as a leader and as a field general. I'm not saying what I said made sense. Oh. <laughs> we should I'm, put a disclaimer at the beginning. I'm of not that saying. Disclaimer. I'm not saying. I'm saying. <laughs> in, deep down in their wolf hearts, I think they might be smitten by that fact. Yeah. Your your point's right. Listen, I guarantee that the the wolves are super competitive. The wolves go after the Brett Favres and the Jared Allens and the Kirk Cousins and like yep. the, the wolves are East Coast competitive guys who watched New York Giants football and Bill Parcells. Super Bowl is the goal, and it should be the goal. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the other coaches in the NFL that have been with their current team longer than Mike Zimmer, there's six of them. Andy Reid, Pete Carroll, John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin, Sean Payton, and Bill Belichick. All of them have won now that Andy Reid finally got off the schneid. All of them have won a Super Bowl yep. with their current team. Yes. So like in terms of tenure, the next two guys on that list, you know, having been with their team the longest, are Bill O'Brien with the Texans. And Mike Zimmer with the Vikings, both hired in 2014. Neither one of those guys has gone to the Super Bowl. And so it's like, to me, both those guys, I think Mike Zimmer's a better coach than Bill O'Brien. Both those guys are sitting in the same spot, which is, all right, you guys have been around for six or seven years. Mm -hmm. Both guys have done, like, Bill O'Brien's above 500. Mike Zimmer is even further above 500. But at some point, I'm not firing coaches just to fire coaches. Like I'm not firing Mike Zimmer if he goes 11 and five, probably. But I definitely think the goal should be aggressively pursuing a Super Bowl, and you should sure. hold, you should hold the organization. I just don't get. I don't get why you wouldn't extend him again by a year. I mean, worst case, fire him, pay off that year. But it does seem odd, and, and Chad goes through it. There's not a ton of situations in the National Football League where we have had a head coach coach on, on the last year of his contract. Now. Tice did it in 2005, which was the first year that the Wills owned the team. But that was their first year, and they were getting their feet wet, and we didn't expect Ticey to survive. Yeah. And so that that was a different circumstance. 
But it is odd to me that, that they wouldn't do what they did after the 2018 campaign, which is say, okay, you know what, Mike, we're not we're not going to sign you for four years or five years, but we will extend both of you guys by a year. And very worst case, we'll pay that yeah. off. That's so, that's what seems odd here to me. So final answer, let's go around the room. We'll start with Declan. We'll go around the room here. So, all right, you are the Wilfs, and you know that Mike Zimmer is frustrated because he doesn't have a contract extension. You know Kirk Cousins under contract for a couple of years. Let's just let's take Rick Spielman out of this for a second. Let's just talk about Mike Zimmer and his contract. What do you do? What, what's your thinking, and what do you do here? Do you say, listen, dude, go prove it in 2020, or do you do you offer him something shorter term, long term? What do you do? I would give him about a two- to three-year extension. I, I really think Mike Zimmer, in my lifetime, is the best Vikings coach of this franchise. I think he's a better coach than Denny Green. I think he has the respect of the locker room. He's cleaned up a ton of stuff that happened off the field. And that stability in the NFL is hard to find. I mean, you listed all those coaches that are still with their teams, but how the majority of them, two-thirds, three-fourths of the league, have dysfunction all over the place. True. And I'm not sure if I want to sacrifice that just because, well, we haven't gotten to the Super Bowl, but at the end of the day, this dude has a 600 winning percentage with like eight different starting quarterbacks. He's always figured out ways to get wins. And I'm pretty bullish on Zimmer, so I, I would definitely not want to put it in a prove-it season for him. But I'm not going to give him, obviously, a lifetime contract. So I would say you extend him by two years. That's what I would do. Yeah, the Denny Green thing. So it's kind of a coin flip for me. I mean, Denny Green was Denny Green's tenure was a little bit longer than Zim's currently is. But they're both kind of similar in that very, very good. No train wrecks, really. Like, Denny had a little bit of a train wreck his last year. Like, 41 donut in, yeah. and then into the last year. That's different, though. Like not really like they're always going to be eight and eight, nine and seven, eleven and five. Of course, they both spiked. Like the Randy Moss season was a spike for Denny Green, and then you know in Zimmer's case, when when he put together the best defense in the NFL, it was a spike in 2017. So actually, they're both very similar in that you're very comfortable going ten and six with Denny Green and Mike Zimmer, and it's hard to just say goodbye. But you're also waiting for that next level, which is the championship. So, Joe, what would you, what's your official answer? What would you do? Uh, well, the pandemic has changed things because it's created so so many unknowns that the last thing that I would want to do if I owned a team is introduce more. Like they're creating, they're purposely creating more distractions in a year that's going to be filled with them. And no matter how many teams lie to you and tell you distractions, we eat them for no, you don't eat them for breakfast. They bother you like they bother us. You are lying. Um, so if I was if I was tempted to tell Mike to prove himself in 2020, I'm much less tempted to tell him outright to do that now. So given the circumstances of where things stand, that I don't know a lot of things, if I owned the team, I'd extend it by one year. I would do the exact same thing I did going into 2019, which is I would say we're going to extend your contract through 2021, and then I can decide. I mean, let's say 2020 goes hopefully without a hitch, and you're fine, and things don't go well, and you say that Zim is not the coach for my team. That's fine. But I would give him a year extension beyond 2020 just to create some security because there's so little security now that exists around this entire season. Yeah, I would. So I would do the same. I would make sure that Mike Zimmer, it's a little bit contradictory to what I said off the top here, because I do think Super Bowl should be the goal. And if you if you don't think that Zimmer and Kirk Cousins are good enough to win the Super Bowl, then okay, like, what are you doing? Uh, But because you made the decision on Kirk Cousins and because he's under contract for at least two more guaranteed years. I align Mike Zimmer to Kirk Cousins. 
It's funny because like Mike Zimmer didn't handpick Kirk Cousins to be his right. quarterback. It's not his fault almost. But it's Rick's. But listen, like these guys are under contract and they work together and they get along and and, and so I would I would just ride the Mike Zimmer Kirk Cousins era for two more guaranteed seasons and then evaluate if see what happens. If Mike goes in your mind, should Rick go too? So let's say let's say they make the playoffs and lose mm-hmm. first round and, um, and don't bring Mike back. I actually like I, I think Rick's like Rick does a good job in drafting and most you know, there's there's whiffs, but every front office. I mean, see, look at how often Seattle whiffs in the sure. first three rounds of the draft. Yeah, the draft's not the lone. It can't be the lone thing. So I think I think I think Rick Spielman's did a good job with some free agent signings. I mean, Linval Joseph was one of the best free agent signings that we've seen here in my life. And Zim so. did tell him to go out and shop for for th- those guys, but they did a good job. Sure, I would uh, I would be much more likely. I I don't like the idea of tearing down quarterback, coach, and GM all at once when you have stability. I think if if you've got if you if you trust ownership, GM. Coach and quarterback as like the four pillars that lead to success in the NFL, right? If you get those things right, you're probably going to get the rest right to some extent. Mm-hmm. The Vikings have those four mostly right. Like they don't have any disasters in any of those four. Ownership from a football perspective is great. They're a well-run organization, right? Like no debating it. So would you want to blow up three of the four of those pillars because you're not winning a Super Bowl? Like I think there's a way to hold Super Bowl. Aspirations. Do you trust high. Rick? Though? I trust Rick. If I'm, if I'm, if the conversation is about literally getting rid of three of those four pillars, like I would keep Rick. Okay, I would keep Rick and just make sure. All right, let's not lose all stability here because if you get rid of all three at some point because yep. you're not winning a Super Bowl, yep, you could wind up with a bad GM and then a bad quarterback and then like now you're now you're the Browns. What's what's the difference between you and the Browns? You could have had Kevin Stefanski too, by the way, and maybe he becomes okay a great. Like a Mike Tomlin if type I can, mistake, we'll see. If I if I can go back to January and I can wave a magic wand right now, I'm waving my wand. All right, Saints beat the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Zimmer's rights traded to the Cowboys. Kevin Stefanski a week after that introduced as the new coach of the Vikings, and and the San Fran fiasco avoided completely because yeah. of of what I just said. Would you do that? Yes. No. A lot of people would. I don't think I would. This is a tough one. I don't think I would. I can't just hand over the reins to a yeah, it's rookie tough head coach. I but can't see, do it, even if it's the sexy but, thing to but do. But at some point, I mean, Kyle Shanahan was a rookie head coach. Sure. Sean McVay was a rookie head coach. Now, you could also name, for those two guys, you could name like seven other guys. Like, was it Rob Chudzinski was a rookie head coach <laughs> one time? Oh, these poor Browns. Don't bring Nagy. up the, the poor Browns guys. Yeah, Declan's those guys not don't wrong, really though. Declan's not wrong. This is a. I would feel comfortable. I, I would absolutely feel comfortable answering my question with an emphatic yes if Stefanski hadn't had Kubiak. So that you, if Stefanski so you had done knew it by that him, it was Stefanski. Yes. Yeah. I'm still, I am That's far fair. from convinced. That, so, not that he's not a good guy, and, and I do think players like him, and I do think he's got a good offensive mind. Um, but Kubiak's influence was such, I'm sure, that I really have problems splitting apart what was Kevin and what was Gary. Yeah, obviously it's a risk, but as I said off the top of the episode, I am willing at some point here soon, I'm willing to risk stability for a shot at a championship if I feel like my current stable situation has hit a plateau or a glass ceiling. Be careful, yeah. I mean, that's a tough one. I think we we have become a little bit spoiled in that like a 7 and 9 season is a disaster to us in this town. 
But seven and nine is a record that like ten teams in the NFL would love to have on a regular basis. <laughs> what if the I told Raiders, you? What if I to- told you that for the past twenty five years or twenty years, the Wolves would have just been good. Well, they were pretty good for eight years, and we got sick of that. Right? They no, went but to the playoffs for eight years. But I'm saying same with the Wild. Since since the Wolves went in the toilet, if I just told you that they were going to be just stable, because that's the question. Yeah, I would, like we do get that's, tired, but that's, but that's the your first point. Step. We get tired of stable. If I'm garbage, my goal is to be stable, and then when I'm stable for a long time, wanna win, I, I want to win a championship. So I think like there's there's these little you know forks in the road that you have to address, and the Vi- like the Vikings have literally been stable outside of a couple disaster seasons, like once every decade. They've literally been stable for right. fifty years. Right, but you do, but you end up rolling the dice to a certain point, right? If you go, you know what, stability, I'm tired of that. Let's go for it. Yeah, so, you could get lucky. You could get. Um, you could fall apart. Yeah, I mean, if if your question would have been, let me flip it around this way, okay? Okay. Let's go back to January. Mike Zimmer gets traded to the Cowboys, and instead of Kevin Stefanski, let's yep. say you know, Stefanski, we love you, but we just we there's no way we can trade Mike Zimmer or say goodbye to Mike Zimmer for a rookie head coach. All yep. right, Mike McCarthy. Because oh. he also How? has won a Super Bowl. No, he has, and and you know what? I think he is a good coach. Or Gary Kubiak, even. What if it was Gary Kubiak? Okay, he said, "Hey, my health is great." Here's my McCarthy problem. Heart's been. Yeah, no. no. How would McCarthy have? How would he work with Kirk? Because I do think that's the wild card here. Well, McCarthy. Be- I think I think they work well together because I think Aaron Rodgers wanted. Like, Aaron Rodgers didn't like being told what to do by Mike McCarthy. Are you asking me if you're if you are flat out telling me in 2020 I can get what is considered a good offensive coach or defensive coach? Now I'm going offensive coach. Mm-hmm. I just am. It's the way the league is rigged for offense, and and I think that when Zim got the job here in 2014, he brought stability for sure and did a very good job. And I do think that there was a window there where you thought to yourself, if we just shut down these QBs, if we shut down Rodgers and at the time Jay Cutler and Stafford, we could be really good and potentially win a championship. I think that thinking 2014 to, you know, take your pick, 17 was probably viable, right? But right now, if you're just telling me I'm building a program, who should be the most important person in charge on game day? Sorry, dude, I'm thinking offense. I just damn Dorothy. Yeah, you know what we did an enti- we did this entire episode, and I do not believe that you played reckless speculation once, and we've done nothing but speculate. Reckless speculation. We've even given you some retroactive reckless speculation. Reckless speculation. <laughs> That's a wrap on no this episode laughing. of Purple Except Daily. Us. Bunch of uh, bunch of bunch of guys on eggshells with expiring contracts inside uh, the Vikings practice facility. All right, that's a uh, that's a wrap on this episode. You can find Purple Daily in audio only form, podcastable, iTunes slash Apple, Spotify, and Scornorth.com, and then our YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash Scornorth. We appreciate clicking the subscribe button, and we'll see you next time. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. The college football playoff committee made their decision on Sunday, and as much as I loathe the idea of Ohio State losing their way into the college football playoff, I 100% agree with OSU making it in over Bama. Nick Saban citing some hypothetical point spreads to prove his point that the tie deserve a spot in the college football playoffs holds little substance when you consider Bama's best win is over Texas. No, the committee got it right. 
TCU had a great season with far more ranked wins than Bama and didn't deserve to lose their spot after playing a surging Kansas State in a championship game. And Ohio State, while not playing some of their best ball later in the season, was still 12-0 until they came face-to-face with my Wolverines. While the college football playoff system isn't nowhere near as good as it could be, it's better than what we had. And in a few years, it will be better for all of college football. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, we've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. And don't forget, BetOnline for the NHL, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.